pretend there's music playing, friends. Uh, <laughs> pretend that I'm this pop, is just my sound like to be playing the music of the Common Good Podcast. And the countdown is now complete. Hey, all, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's, um, I don't even know what day it is, because it's the 10th of October. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Talking with Rob Ryersey about politics. It's Doug Padgett. Yeah. Normally, I would look up my window and say, here in Minneapolis, it's beautiful. Here in Minneapolis, it's painful. But today, I get to say, here outside of Atlanta, Georgia, it's a fantastic day. Uh, on the road for a little event inside of a house in... Rob, I'll tell you the quirkiest little community I've ever heard of. You ever heard of a place called Sarin Bay? Sarin B? No, it's, I don't think it's, so. It's part conference center, part Pleasantville, part Truman Show. It's like this little mm. community built on 1,200 acres where there's also a sustainable farm and like these really fancy big houses and a little downtown. It feels like a fake world, but it's real and beautiful and just crazy. You get around on golf carts because it's about a oh. mile from the conference center to where we're staying. So everybody's driving around in these golf carts. Love and, driving uh, a golf cart. Just, just great. It's so much fun. Last night, Rob, I don't know if you can see. I don't know how my face is looking. Can you see? I've got some cuts. Yeah. Got yeah, some yeah, cuts yeah. here. I look a little... What's, what's going on? Okay, so last night, we're going to get to the important things about traumas in the world, war, and all this. But as we like to do, you know, a little, little catch-up first. A little chit-chat. Little, uh... I was riding on the back of the golf cart. It was late after half oh, hour, no. perhaps. And oh, no. uh, there's a th it's the kind with two seats in the front and one bench facing backwards. So I was sitting in the back. Yeah had my computer bag and had my guitar. And I thought, well, if we've got, you know, a 15 minute ride, I'll just, you know, play a little while we're driving along. And so the two people are up front driving. And at some point my bag fell out, my computer bag. So we swooped back to try to find my bag. Couldn't find it. Assumed someone picked it up, which they had. Everything was fine. Then we're continuing toward our little house. And I'm kind of worried about maybe my bag falling or my computer bag, or my guitar bag. And I've got my guitar strapped on me and there's speed bumps. And we kind of come to this speed bump. And as he slows down to go to the speed bump, then he accelerates and it yeah. throw, throws me off of the golf cart in oh, the air. No. I land on my back like a thud. Oh. My guitar hits me in the face, cuts oh. my forehead, <laughs> cuts my forehead. My hat, this one, popped off and was like laying over in the side. <laughs> And I mean, I am just dazed and, you know, I'm just hopeful my guitar is not wow. broken. My face isn't broken. My back's not broken. Uh, I just unbelievable. I said to the two guys, you know, they get out and they're like, are you okay? And like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay. Are these people, you know, no, they're like, there are two other conference attendees. So we've met a time or two, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but just randos. Basically. Yeah. Just, just a couple of guys, you know, at the same event, we're yeah. going to this house we're all staying at. Pop out, of, fall out of the back of a golf cart, smack my back, knock my hat off, hit myself in my face with my, and then I get, and then I wake up this morning and I've got a big old swollen finger. I can barely oh. bend it. Look at that. I mean, I got, I got injured yeah. last night in this golf cart. Okay, I have some questions. A. Guitar okay? Guitar was okay. Thank you for asking. B. How's your back? It doesn't hurt. I don't know how it doesn't hurt. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Three, 
Was the guy apologetic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't just like, oh, well, I'm sorry that happened. Like, well, okay, a little bit. You that fell way. off? I, you know, and, and look, it's, you know, when you're a self-functioning individual in this world, it's your job to hold on. Yeah. Like, uh, just to be yeah, clear, I, I should have been holding on, not wedging my <laughs> guitar case and strumming while riding in the back of a golf cart. I will take... After you had already dropped something. <laughs> yeah. I, I will take all of the blame for popping out and flying feet first. I'm, can you sort of imagine how it, how it happened, right? My feet yeah. are... I'm facing backwards. So like my knees, he accelerates. My knees must have gone up in yep. the air. The golf cart oh. basically disappears out from under me. And I just I want to I want to see the video of your hat just oh. going. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like a cartoon. And it's pitch black uh, outside. And it oh, was something. Somebody else wheeled up on a golf cart. And she's like, oh, there's your hat over there. Because I'm wandering around. <laughs> I've got a guitar in my bag. And I'm stumbling about. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm at an event where we're talking about things that matter a lot to our organization that we have to keep quiet and all that. So I can't talk too much about the event itself, but, um, you know, a lot of people that care about democracy yeah. and, um, all the important things. But anyway, that was, uh, that yep. was last night. So I'm just, I'll tell you, Rob, just glad to be here. Just glad yeah. to be alive. Well, Doug, I don't, I don't know if I told you this, I might be breaking news here, uh, you know, live on the podcast with you next Tuesday. I will be, if I'm able to be on the podcast, I'm not sure I'll be able to, but I'm not sure. I will be on a farm just outside of Paris, France. Oh, you have to do this podcast with us, even if it's just from your phone for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to be spending the week in Paris next week. Um, And... uh, Really As excited. people like you do, what what is it that you're doing in Paris? Yeah, so I yeah yeah so I and I'll, I I want to probably talk more about this at some point in the future. But I've started doing some work with a group that is um, working to address climate change and trying to impact the cultural tipping point uh, of people's understanding of the reality of climate change and the challenge of it and uh and so um i'm a i am the sole member of the team who lives in the u.s okay and uh so i'm gonna be headed over to uh to paris to meet with the team for a for a retreat and yeah i really disappointed that i'm not taking my wife with me but what are you gonna do sure yeah take your wife with you that's what you do that's that's what you could do yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, not, I would but, like you to, know, but yeah, it's not your call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, her call, but Hey, so, oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, Hey, have a great time. And, uh, look at us being yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fly to Paris to talk about climate change and Mr. Go to Atlanta <laughs> to talk about, talk about democracy. I mean, the heart of democracy's mm-hmm. battle here and the Paris accords in Paris, uh, very good. Very good. Well, as, yeah. as Jim says, um, before you go to France, take a golf cart safety class. That would be, uh, yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Or don't ride a scooter. You know, what's yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Have a great time in Paris and please find a way to update us from the farm in Paris. Yeah. I, I, uh, the, the pictures of the farm's website. Wow. 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 I like, uh, yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a wow kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you so, know, what's reminding uh, yeah, me of I, Rob, did you have, have you happened to see the 
uh, Bee Gees documentary? I did not watch the Bee Gees documentary. S- spectacular. Great. Huh. I don't know what you think about the Bee Gees going into it. Doesn't matter. You're going to love it. It's just terrific. They were not disco people at all. They were a rock group. Yeah. Had never sang falsetto. They get uh, a reach out from a producer to see if they'll make the soundtrack for a movie with John Travolta. Turns out to be Saturday Night Fever. Can they write it? While they're in Paris working on another album, living in a farmhouse on a farm where they write all of... uh, Staying Alive? Staying Alive and all of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, all the basis of it. it's just tremendous. They, they hated it there. Wow. They were freezing. It was miserable. But anyway, great things come out of it. So I'm, I'm imagining that sort nice. of goodness upon all of you and yeah. your climate change successes. And here's hoping that I, you know, I craft a, you know, a, a, a song that goes to the top of the charts while I'm on a farm in France. Or, or, you know, a great looking slide deck that changes the uh, narratives, <laughs> yeah. the narratives of uh, climate change, you know, set your standards where they, uh, where they ought to be. But I can't recommend, I can't recommend the Bee Gees documentary more. Please oh, just watch it. it I don't know. Maybe watch it on the airplane on the way over. It could be a great one if it's, if it's available on there. Uh, and Joanne, good to see you from the panhandle of Florida. Uh, we'd love to get yeah. down there someday. All right. Well, enough of the chit chat and uh, enough of the heart, heartwarming yeah. um, uh, tales of yeah. two people trying to do good in the world. Uh, a lot of heaviness. There's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking news. Yeah. Really difficult yeah. stuff. Look, um, so obviously Israel is, uh, was under attack by uh, Hamas. They've retaliated in Gaza, which has meant that hundreds or maybe a thousand more People have died in Gaza, and in addition to the thousand or so people that were murdered in Israel, and it is just terrible on all fronts. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 can any of us say about this other than deep sorrow and sadness? And this has to get figured out. And I got to tell you, Rob, I have no idea what Hamas is up to. They had to yeah. know that this response was coming. Of course, it was going to come. It's probably why they did it, in my view. You know, my speculation is not worth anything more than anyone else's. But it is, I, I said to Shelly, my wife, the other day in the kitchen, just in frustration about all this, and I said, it's just true about all of these wars and violent acts. What have they ever wrought? What good has right. ever come from any of it? The only good comes yeah. when you stop the killing and you start the negotiating. And yeah. to those who want to say it's what leads you to good negotiations, well, whatever, I'm not interested in that, de- debating that. It's just the human suffering is just so bad. And, you know, people murdered in their homes, dragged out, people taken hostage. I mean, talk about just targeting individual citizens. No matter what you want to say about the government of Israel, no matter what you want to say about the policies of Israel, which I want to say a lot about how the policies of Israel are harmful to the people who live in Palestine and Gaza, and they need to be changed. Terrorist activities are not the way to do it. And it's just horrible. 
Um, and, and now Israel's going to get all this support because they should to try to defend themselves. And, you know, if you watch CNN or something like I've been watching over the last few days, they share these heartbreaking stories of grandmothers and, and uh, other people, uh, you know, personal stories of, of them communicating with their family while the terrorists are coming into their homes. And, you know, just just horrible at every level and my heart just goes out to all of them and, and i'm sure it's true for all of us in this world yeah I, all of that well said i mean there's i i echo your sense of like what i mean why why is this taking place like it doesn't yeah. it, it seems like there there had to be some kind of trigger of course, you know, this is the politics podcast. And so we, you know, we talk about the political implications of things. And and one of the things that Republicans have tried to do, and by the way, can I just say parenthetically, like all the Republicans who say like, as soon as a school shooting happens, like, oh, don't politicize this, how quick they are to politicize, you know, what's happening in, wow. in the Midi Middle East right now. Um, but, you know, tying this to um, Joe Biden's, um, uh, negotiation with Iran to um, release some U.S. prisoners there, and uh, and that being yeah. tied to the unfreezing of six billion dollars of Iranian assets, Republicans saying that well, you know, Joe Biden's bad faith negotiation is what funded this. You know, we don't. We don't it, it just it feels like we have like it does not. I, I don't know. It does not feel to me like we have any sense of what the trigger was on this. Like, why? Like, is this in, I mean, retaliation of some specific event as opposed to, you know, decades of, of Israel's yeah. really, really bad policy and mistreatment of the Palestinian people. Um, it, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And, you know, Israel comes with that that shock and awe mentality that yeah. that that we have here in the United States that right. overwhelming sense of we're like you punch us and we are going to punch you back so hard that you're going to wish that you hadn't and you know Israel seems yes. to follow the myth of redemptive violence as much as we do here in the United States and yeah. it's just it it's heartbreaking to think about what the consequences are going to be absolutely um, and look, it, it, the degree to which it's going to be politicized is is pure, right? It's going to be politicized, and it's going to be whether it's blaming it on the chaos in the House that there's no speaker, and some people saying that you know Hamas would have seen that as an opportunity, or the, all the money that the Trump administration released through China to fund Iran, all the oil that they <clears throat> allowed Iran to process. <clears throat> no matter how you <clears throat> Uh, blame the Republicans, or if you want to blame the Democrats, for sure that's going to happen. But this fundamentally comes down to a choice amongst Hamas to attack Israel, probably backed by Iran. And yeah. my great fear at this point is that Israel is going to believe that it needs to attack Iran in order yeah. to really deal with this issue. And that is going to lead to a conflict if they follow that path that we don't know where it where it ends. We could be in a significant war in the Middle East and not just in the Middle East generally with Iran and Israel and then all the different factions and partners in the area. It is, 
I mean, there are people pulling binders Saturday morning off of shelves and opening Google drives and government drives full of plans of what do we do next? You know, I would, I, I wouldn't mind being flippant for a moment about, you know, Donald Trump wanting to open up his plans of, uh, invading Iran, uh, that he was so cavalierly showing around. This is why, this is why the military has plans of what they would do in case of varieties of circumstances. And people are looking seriously at those plans. That is a level of concern. In addition to all that's going on with Ukraine and with, with Republicans, some Republicans not wanting to fund the Ukraine war support and what could be going on with Putin and, and all the rest of this. Um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an extremely difficult situation. And, um, and look, to the degree that Republicans want war with Iran, and there are a bunch of them who do, let's not fool ourselves, they have been ginning up for military action against Iran for decades. There are many people on the conservative right who are blaming Iran for this, and they're like, let's prepare ourselves for this yeah. war. And that's, that's, what's, that's what's at stake here. Now, I, now, it's interesting because it sets in opposition to um, two loyalties that a lot of these folks have. Yeah. There's loyalty to the nation state of Israel and, you know, this misguided sense that, that Israel can do no wrong, that they're God's chosen people and, you know, all of that stuff. You know, they're one of our special allies. Um, and at the same time, the, their, you know, since Donald Trump um, became the leader of the Republican party, there's been this loyalty to Vladimir Putin yeah. in the sense that and and you know russia is <clears throat> on the side of iran and has been and will be and you know is involved in all of this i'm sure in some way or another um and so it it's it it, it really puts republicans in a difficult spot because who are they going to side with vladimir yeah. putin or israel or israel and, yes you know it yeah yeah, it's it's a mess. And and who who do you turn to in the Republican Party at this point to answer that question? There's no Speaker of the House. Even when there is, it's not entirely clear that those that the Speaker has the ability to act in Congress. Now, you could get many Democrats who would cross the aisle to support only Israel and not Russia if a future Speaker will allow for any coalitions uh, on specific bills like this to, to come forward. Um, yeah. All right, I guess we should move on and talk about that. But look, that doesn't mean we're taking lightly what's going on. I mean, th right. there's, we should and could talk continuously about the suffering going on in the Middle East, the people in Gaza, the people in Palestine, the people in Israel. It's just yeah. been horrible for my lifetime and your lifetime. And it, I'm afraid mm -hmm. for our children and grandchildren's lifetime. It doesn't look any better the way things are currently situated. Yeah. And also, there's only so much we can say. It's yeah. There, there yeah. are the other, there are the other things. Um, yeah, yeah. As well. So let's, all right, you want to yeah, talk so about the house? Yeah, let, yeah. Let's let's lighten things up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, since the last time we spoke, the House of Representatives did the unprecedented thing of voting to remove the Speaker of the House from office. Um, and and just to just to 
just to just note, it's essentially the equivalent of, you know, in the House of Representatives impeaches someone, and then the Senate votes on whether or not to remove them from office in light of that impeachment. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump was twice impeached, and uh, and then the Senate did not vote to remove him from office. Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, had his own caucus of Republicans rebel against him, and he was voted to be removed from office as the Speaker of the House. Uh, a, I mean, spearheaded by Matt Gates from Florida, a remarkable, uh, unprecedented. Uh, listen, I was I. Uh, it was it was high comedy and was it Tuesday of last week uh, or mm-hmm. Wednesday? It must I can't remember if it, if it was Tuesday. It must have been Tuesday because someone wanted us to come back on a on a uh, yeah and talk about emergency it. broadcast to talk about it and we <laughs> decided not to um, emergency broadcast. We should talk about that. So I went to pick up my daughter from her workplace and had on my phone uh, YouTube uh, the C-SPAN. Uh, stream on YouTube and was just kind of listening to it as, and this was during the debate when Matt Gates and uh, I don't know the gentleman from Louisiana or Indiana yeah, or yeah, wherever yeah, he was from yeah, was Louisiana. they were going yeah. back and forth with their half hour time in, uh, and my nineteen year old daughter who's not interested in politics listened to this as we were driving home was so amused and enthralled by it that she ended up putting it on on her computer up in her room and watched the vote take place because she was like, this is crazy what's happening. Now, part of it was uh, sitting in the chair presiding over all of this was my congressman, Steve Womack, um, a, a man that I ran against um, in, uh, in 2018 and tried to unseat. Um, so there was a little bit of kind of, you know, hometown stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was, you know, so it was amusing watching him. But listen, absolute insanity. So now the chaos is that the Republicans don't have a leader, which means the the House doesn't have a speaker. And Republicans are now in the process. They're meeting today. They're supposed to meet tomorrow to vote on who they are choosing to be their pick to be Speaker of the House. Hey, Rob, here's a thing that's confused me, and I treat you as our house historian here to the degree that you feel you are you always seem to know something about some 1890s legislator other speakers have left mid-speakership now they weren't voted out they quit paul ryan john boehner specifically when they did that did they already have their successor ready to go like what's the difference and why did this throw everybody well two questions i have for republicans overall you saw this coming. Why didn't you get yourselves ready to have a vote that same day? Like, w- did you really not think this was going to happen? Like, are you that incompetent to tell what's going on? And why is it different than a speaker resigning? And as Boehner did, coming in singing zippity doo da, I'm done with this. Good luck, suckas. Uh, remember that whole thing? Oh, I miss John Boehner. What, what what's, the, uh, what's the difference? Uh, yeah, do, do you I've... know? No, I, I don't know. You know, theoretically, there should be no difference. There's a vacancy in the yeah. speakership. A new speaker needs to be chosen. 
Um, I think typically the the behind the scenes mat you know maturations that take place the behind the scenes deal making negotiation to line up support my guess is is that when somebody's going to resign they kind of pick their successor and say give them the heads up like hey I'm going to resign and a lot of that gets done before the fact yeah, i guess but um, they 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 both resigned because they had lost the confidence like Yes. Both Paul Ryan and Boehner. I think it's true with Paul Ryan. At least I know it was with Boehner. It's because yeah. he didn't want to have a vote of no confidence. That's what he was afraid yeah. was going to happen, right? Yeah, he, he didn't keep want to control. happen to him what happened what to ha- Kevin yeah. McCarthy. Yeah, and McCarthy yeah. was such a fool, he couldn't figure out how to read the tea leaves either. So I don't understand why this has created such a crisis when it's happened before. I just truly don't know, and I haven't heard anyone well, talk I, about it, and I'm intrigued yeah, by it. Maybe, I, maybe somebody in the question. chat would know yeah, this. And maybe part of it is just the complete chaos that is the Mm. Republican caucus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, like we have, the Republican caucus is the home to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. Yes. Matt Gates, George Santos. Like these, these are like some of the, the most radical, most, um, willing to buck the traditions and the yeah. you know that like they don't they don't have a lot of respect for like the the yes. decor of the house the decorum of the house you know yeah. like they they they're coming in with the Donald Trump attitude yeah, of like yeah. yeah let's just do what we want to do and and that that has taken over and uh and so there are members of the Republican caucus that mm-hmm. are ungovernable and, and, um, and funny and enough, it wasn't even those it wasn't even those people that caused all this trouble. Like it right. wasn't Marjorie. Right. There's to your point, those people are still over there with a whole other, you know, trouble yeah. storm to be stirring. Yeah. Up. And one of those people that I would that I would put in that category is jacketless Jim Jordan, who, you know, refuses <laughs> to wear a suit jacket right. with his yellow shirt and blue tie or blue shirt and yellow tie, whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh, like this guy like is, I mean, Jim Jordan, <clears throat> who is deeply loyal to Donald Trump, one of the Congress people who asked for a pardon from Donald Trump, one of the Congress people who was according to Liz Cheney, more responsible yes. for January 6th than any other congressperson. Yeah, and nothing has happened to him, and he may be the Speaker of the House. And... Think of that. I, un, also, like, when he was a wrestling coach at Ohio State, like, covered up sexual yeah. abuse scandals. Yes. Uh, you know, so like, this, this guy is... And not at the same level when we visited his office in Ohio to speak to him. He snubbed us. Let's just be clear. That's true. We went and knocked on that little weirdo back door to his place. There's not even a front place. They're like, nobody ever comes here. We asked people all around his office. They're like, he's never here. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I'd love to love to get after yeah. get after him well that. okay so it could be yeah it could be it that could tomorrow be that tomorrow they pick between as uh as we had up on on the screen there it could be that they're picking between steve scalise and Who, and i mean okay steve scalise congressman from louisiana he's the one who was shot during the yes. 
the 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 congressional softball game by yeah. a Bernie Sanders supporter uh, recovered from that. He now has cancer yeah. and is undergoing chemotherapy. Yeah, difficult um, situation for the man. Yeah, and he's tormented by really bad political ideas. I mean, yes. in light of all the other suffering that that is not his uh, doing, add into that the ideas and beliefs that he continues to purport. Um, yeah. yeah, he would just look. <clears throat> and there's an argument to be made. You get rid of McCarthy, and you're going to get somebody much worse. And, and it's like, who cares? Like, you can't be held hostage to keeping McCarthy because they're going to bring somebody worse. Let them just continue, and then you know somebody will have a vote of no confidence for Steve Scalise and. All the rest of this, because McCarthy was untrustworthy, and um, and I'm not a spiteful person, Rob. I don't want to be a spiteful yeah. person. When I find spitefulness in myself, I want to root it out. But it just felt so righteously vindicating to watch a guy who was just manipulating for nearly a decade to get the speakership, and so many people had reported from his own mouth that that's just all he wanted and then he had it for nine months and then they took it from him it's like yeah. a it's like a shakespearean you know drama his, yeah his perfect. press conference on his press conference on oh. tuesday evening did was, you see it yeah well i you had mentioned it to me so i ended up watching it and holy cow just so bitter. petty so combative, so like uh, nobody expected Blaming me to ever be anything. I didn't even get an internship here. Like that thing was so off the hook. Like if, if, yeah. if, look, to all the degree, I'm going to get, I'm going to get serious here. So I'm going to put us both on the screen. To all the degree that Republicans want to say stuff like, we should really run the government like we run our businesses. No business would run like this. No CEO, no company head, no mid-level manager would be as petty, as combative in public relations with the media as McCarthy is with those reporters. No middle manager or CEO is going to stand up on the day that the board votes no confidence for them and say, none of you ever thought I'd ever make anything. I won the lottery and then I was able to go buy a business and then I couldn't even get an internship and I had to go to UC Davis and, and then I got here and I became the Speaker of the House and you never even respected me. Like, Dude, you are a mid-50s-year-old man still griping about how when you were 22, you didn't get an internship to work for a congressperson. I mean, it just, Rob, I was yeah. utterly shocked. Talk about a guy who has not done his internal work. Yeah. This person should not be the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. He just got too much stuff rolling around in his head. So then it's like he went down to see you know, Donald Trump and brought Donald Trump back from the dead politically. Of course he did, because the yeah. only thing he's thinking about yeah. is how do I show those people that I was actually something and they're not going to look down on me anymore. Like this was just, I mean, short of Donald Trump's pathologies that are so similar to this, it, it was, he's more affable. He's more smiley. But if you really want to take a yeah. business approach for all you smart business people inside the Congress, and you went for that guy as your leader, none of you would work for that guy. Yeah. None of you would invest a dollar of your hijacked, stolen money in a business that guy was running, and let you, yet you wanted him to be your Speaker of the House. 
outrageous. I am glad that you are saying these things about Kevin McCarthy. I would like to say some things about Patrick McHenry. This small okay. little man who is now Easy. the speaker pro tem, who is basically the, you know, the interim speaker until they get another one. Manager of the process, sure. He was chosen by Kevin McCarthy. Apparently they list names on a piece of paper that goes in an envelope that goes mm -hmm. in a drawer that if this happens, like they open it yeah, up and, or, or he's, oh, you know, yeah. or he's incapacitated for any reason. Yeah. There's a yeah. backup plan to all important constitutional roles. Yeah. It's just weird that it's written on a piece of paper or yeah. put in an envelope in a drawer. It's just like, come on. Good point. I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. It's right. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, I mean, close ally of Kevin McCarthy, short little man from North Carolina. This guy, with really a weird, weird haircut, this guy gets up after being named the interim speaker and gavels the House of Representatives into recess by slamming the gavel down like a toddler yeah. who's been told that they can't yeah. have any more cake or an ice cream and are slamming their spoon down on the table. This guy, like a little crybaby, yeah. like showing the emotional maturity yeah. of a yeah. toddler, this guy who probably, like all of these people who say, well, women are too emotional to, you know, they're too, they're too emotional to lead. They can't be trusted. This guy with no emotional control at all, slamming the gavel down because yes. his friend got his yeah. dream job taken away. This, this small little man who then in his first act as yeah. speaker pro tem of the, House of Representatives breaks with tradition and kicks Nancy Pelosi out of her office near the like near the the, the Capitol floor. This small little man, Patrick Mc, McHenry, you are a disgrace. Talk about people who haven't done their work. Grow up, you immature little 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 man. Well, I don't know what the size has to do with it, but he is, uh, he has, he has not reached the level of stature, um, in the role at least because short people, no statesman. These, short people yeah. can be statespeople. It's, you yeah, know, absolutely. Not, I don't want to, I don't want to blame this Calvin on his George. genetics. Yeah. Calvin 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 yeah. Genetics. I, and listen, on top of all of this, okay. Is it going to be jacketless Jim Jordan? Who's yeah. a, who's an, absolute joke and would be a disaster yeah. speaker yes. of the house is it going to be S steve scalise who yeah i mean he's had some hardships but come on this or 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 doug could it be kevin mccarthy well could i've heard this that kevin is like kevin? you know after a little reconsideration uh, maybe i'm throwing my hat back yeah. in maybe people are going to be the, like let's go back to kevin mccarthy which would be unreal the rumors yesterday were that Kevin McCarthy was going to resign from the house and just go home to Bakersfield, California. Oh, please, um, please. And that quickly morphed into... Or you know, run for the Speaker a, of the House. He did, 
he did another press conference where he acted like he was speaker of the house yeah and uh just kind of throwing it out there a little trial balloon of yeah, like yeah uh, and that was after well, trump yeah, said maybe he would consider being speaker of the house which a lot of us had heard about uh last time all right so enough of that enough of that nonsense we'll get ourselves out of the house oh hang on not yet um we might still not be done with old kevin mccarthy but maybe but maybe hey uh uh, Joanne has a couple of things she'd like us to uh, talk about, and she's put them mm. in the put them in the chat. So before she also we get just on said to the live feed has ended. Well, how? I don't know. Poop, that that's... The feed has ended. But well, I don't know what's I mean, happening. We're... I'm looking at it right now, and yeah. and well, okay. Uh, well, part, pardon your slang language, uh, saying poop there, uh, Joanne. Um, <laughs> Uh, Joanne oh, brought up this, this. Okay, hey. Joanne back. brought up this question that we uh, that we had raised uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that is that Nikki Haley, the Wall Street Journal is saying, could be the one to beat Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, and what do we think about that? As she yes. might impact the party. Look, I, I I'm on uh, of the opinion that Nikki Haley, if she were to get the nomination, could give a real run at Joe Biden. I think yes. there's a lot of people who want to be done with Trump and want to get back to Republicanism. She can strike that balance. I think, again, I don't honor or respect her her political opinions. I don't agree with them. But she has the wherewithal to pull that off. And there's a whole lot of people who would feel very conflicted about a woman president in this time. And there would just be a swell. Yeah, look, if Republicans were serious about having a Republican win, they would not be supporting Donald Trump. But the mm -hmm. Trumpians are not concerned about Republicans winning. They're only concerned about Donald Trump not going to prison. But yeah, look, I think um, I think she has a real chance to uh, to beat Joe Biden. I think she has zero chance yeah. to get the Republican nomination. Oh, I mean, frankly, I even even if well, even if even if Trump even if Trump steps steps away or is convicted and you know doesn't run or whatever happens, um, which is what I still think the likelihood is. I think she's going to have a very hard time getting the nomination. I think yeah, there's too many I, forces. I mean, I am, I am on record saying that our our choices will be between Gavin Newsom and uh, and Glenn Youngkin. Um, however, I think that I, I would not put it at zero percent chance for Nikki Haley okay. to be the nominee. I think it's it's greater than that. Okay. In fact, of all of the current people in the race who are not Donald Trump, I would probably give her the best odds be the nominee hmm. okay yeah i yeah. think uh yeah. yep i just think it's yeah. going to be very difficult but, for the yeah. republican establishment to go with a woman i think patriarchy lives inside of that system in a way where it's going to be very difficult and yeah. uh, uh, uh <laughs> i just think um She's going to have a hard time, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. we will see. Uh, we will see. Yeah. I think because, it could be a real problem. You know, she may be running against Joe Biden. Um, Cornell West is uh, is in the race, and and yeah. now as an as an independent um, now, Cor independent. Cornell West has gone as an independent, um, and, now, and so has conspiracy um, pusher RFK Jr. Robert F Kennedy. Kennedy Jr., who has been a part of the Democratic primary, announced yesterday that he is going to run for president as an independent yeah and uh, and listen I, this is not good news for donald trump totally this is, or totally this is not good news for the um 
you know, eventual Republican nominee if that person is not Donald Trump. Right. Because what this does is this gives the conspiracy QAnon MAGA people. Anti-vaxxer people. Mm -hmm. a, a, A safe landing spot, which allows them to stay engaged to stay political, because what we'd say, listen, Trump's not the nominee. There's going to be a lot of people who stay home. Like, no, if Trump's not the nominee, there's going to be a lot of people voting for RFK Jr. That's what I think. Now, yeah. listen, RFK Jr., listen, this is already a group that, I mean, from the QAnon side of things that have said over and over and over again that JFK Jr. was going to be Trump's running mate. Like, yes. they already have this weird connection this weird desire to um have like the second generation of the kennedys to like bring themselves into that like obviously they can't do that because jfk jr you know tragically died in a plane crash even though they don't believe that that happened but this gives them the opportunity to fulfill whatever that desire was by latching on to rfk jr should donald trump not be the nominee this is a real problem listen RFK Jr. was running in the Democratic primary. He did not have support from Democrats. The support that he has are from are from uh, are are from conspiracy theory Republicans, and uh, and frankly, um, you know, I would caution. I, I'm an independently minded person. I'm a person who believes that um, you know, the two party system is a real problem and we need to do all that we can to break the two party system. I have seen people who are reflexively looking for a third party candidate automatically jump on board the RFK boat. Saw a video yesterday of an author who I deeply respect, someone who, you know, if I mentioned his name, I mean, it was a public, it was a public yeah. thing who was he hosted. It? it was Donald Miller. Um, oh. Posting his, you know, his support for for RFK Jr. Like, listen, talking about how wow. I'm not so sure about the conspiracy stuff, but, um, you know, Donald Trump is dis- unqualified to be president, and Joe Biden's too old. Listen, I like, I am sympathetic to the desire to have alternatives to the two parties that are viable. RFK Jr. is not the path to that. He is not the path to that. But I think from a political perspective, Republicans have to be quaking in their boots about this one. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And look, I think people on every side are going to be concerned about any viable independent candidate, you know, for reals. Mm -hmm. They're going to be concerned about it. Um, The Trump people are... Now there's work going on in this house. I probably need to cut this off. Is it really loud on that end? I can't tell. That's fine. the Trump people are also really worried about RFK. Like they were sort of acting like, yeah, let him run against Biden. As soon as he went independent, they started unleashing an attack on him because as you yep. said it, they, they see it. All right. I don't want to spend any more time talking about RFK because I don't oh. care. It's not going to matter. Yeah, we, this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else Come we got? On. What else Come we on. got? Okay. You know what else we got? Just a quick little uh, update. Would you please from Arkansas about what's going on with lectern gate? Listen, Listen, for two year, two two weeks now, I've been telling you, two, maybe three weeks, I've been telling you, there is a brewing story here in Arkansas that you should not ignore. It's Podium Gate, Lectern Gate. It's about how Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, maybe bought a $19,000 podium 
maybe she didn't. Maybe this podium was a $700 podium she got off of Amazon. Uh, and to cover the fact that she spent $19,000 to take her friend with her to France. Um, this is a story that will not go away. And it is now broken into national news. It was on the front page of the Drudge Report um, this week. Um, <laughs> maybe close the door, Doug. Come on. <laughs> um, here is the here's the <laughs> here's the Wall Street Journal um, reporting on it. This is this is a scandal that is not going away. Now, I'll give you. I, I want to give you two updates on this. Um, cause those of you that are regular listeners, you've been following this, you know, about this, uh, this podium problem that, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has, um, freedom of information act, um, uh, requests that were, um, complied with revealed this week that Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her administration spent, uh, nearly $700 of taxpayer money on a Wi-Fi enabled ice machine for the governor's office. Listen, I, I mean, like the Sonic ice is good. I got like the Sonic ice is good. I'm not sure a $700 Wi-Fi enabled ice machine uh, is you know, a, a fiscally conservative way to, uh, to handle money, but so that's update number one, like these people and their purchases. Now listen to this. This is a, this is an email. I'm going to read you an email, Doug, just to give you a sense of what we're, what, what's happening here. This is from Cassie Cantione, Cantlon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's an L or an I. She's the administrative services manager for transportation and shared services that in Arkansas, transportation and shared services with the people that handle, like, I don't know, when somebody buys a podium a lectern and, uh, you know, has it delivered. They're the people that handle all that. So good morning, James and Jason. The attached deposit was brought to me late yesterday afternoon, 9, 23 from Laura Hamilton at the governor's office. This is a check from the Republican party of Arkansas to reimburse the podium purchase in June for $19,029 and 25 cents on the state credit card. Laura was instructed for either uh, for either our office or herself to make a note on the original invoice that it was, quote, to be reimbursed. As you can see on the attachment, she made the note. I asked if she wanted to date the note, and she stated that she was told not to date it, but to just make the note that the invoice was to be reimbursed. I was told her, I, I also told her that they would not be getting any appropriation back for this. And she indicated that she already told Judd Deere the same thing, so they are aware. This email serves as my documentation to both of you of what happened and the reason for this deposit. Thank you. Listen. Sounds like the problem is solved. They had a purchase. It came from the Republican Party. They reimbursed it. All, all is well. No? Did I misunderstand? Did uh, I <laughs> in September, marking the invoice as to be reimbursed, trying to, no, what they've done is they have tried to cover up this scandal by having the Republican Party of Arkansas reimburse the state for the podium, for the podium. 
for the lectern. And then they have doctored the documents trying to show like, oh, no, no, this was always to be reimbursed. Yeah. N- it was a plan no, all along. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You got caught and you're trying to cover it up and for we're sure. catching you at that too. Yeah. Doug, big <clears throat> things are happening here in Arkansas. Big things. Big things. It can be a change in the house when, you know, vote Ryerson for house in uh, Arkansas. <laughs> And uh, Doug, make let's a prediction. clean up. Who's the next? Let's clean up the lectern. Who's, Doug, who's make a prediction? Who's the next speaker of the house? I, it's probably going to be Steve Scalise. Uh, but yeah. but I have a fever dream that they're going to put forth somebody from the Problem Solvers Caucus, who's a Republican, that can get the support of Democrats and support of Republicans, and it's going to put the Republicans in a bad situation. So yeah. could you know if if somebody from the Democratic side steps up and nominates somebody from the Problem Solvers Caucus, that could unleash. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend. Because all you have to get to, I mean, if you go all the, all the Democrats, you only need a handful of Republicans, Yeah, right? They could invert this thing in a hurry. Yep. Now, yep. The, I don't think the Democrats are going to want to do that, but they could. Um, uh, and that would really be a, uh, uh, a thing, right? Uh, if they got 15 or 20 or 50 yep. uh, Republicans who went along with them and yep. you got, you know, 200 uh, Democrats to do it, that would I'm be gonna, a real, that'd be I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go wildly out of left field here and suggest that um, the name of our next speaker of the house has not been put forward publicly. It's not going to be Steve Scalise. It's not going to be Jim Jordan. It's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. It's not going to be Hakeem Jeffries, future Speaker of the House, Hakeem Jeffries. Um, I think there's going to be some kind of compromise candidate. Um, I think it's going to have to happen on the Republican side. And I'm going to to go crazy here. I'm going to throw a name at you. Steve Womack from Arkansas. Steve Womack. Arkansas just really taking taking center stage today as a my con- I'm I'm putting it out there my congressman your guy well not my guy I mean I ran well, he represents you him. yeah sure but he's he does you know, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't that's represent that's how American po- yeah. well he does <laughs> <laughs> literally literally represents you you have one person representing you in the United States as a representative and his name I is like, Steve Womack I like going loud wrong. And uh, sure, so I'm going to yeah, go loud wrong saying Steve Womack's going to be the next speaker of that. Well, uh, I don't think we're going to, if it is, I don't think we're going to know that by Wednesday, uh, by this time right. tomorrow. I think that'll be over the weekend, uh, but it could happen. All right. Uh, is that good? Is that good for today? That's good. Gave, gave ourselves That's a good, good solid hour. Thanks, everybody. And hey, uh, Vicky, thank you for your input. If I could close the door, I'm in an area with no door. That's, a, that's a, I'm thinking the common area and all the noise was coming from Love around. It. So Love I, can't, it. I can't solve the problems this uh, space but it can be done that will solve the problem so thanks all for being part of the podcast thanks for listening and we'll talk to you no more this week uh but uh that's not true maybe Maybe next week from france maybe thursday (laughs) maybe from france wouldn't that be great all right see y'all bye